Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Club. This is the place everyday real estate investors gather to share their best stories, biggest insights, and favorite tactics to grow a portfolio of cash-flowing properties in today's market. Here's your host, Gabe Peterson. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. It is a sunny Tuesday here in Seattle, and we have Jorge Contreras. Jorge, I did not ask how to pronounce your name. I hope I got that, that was, right. That was good. That was good. Okay. <laughs> uh, we got Jorge on here with us. Jorge is an expert in short-term rentals with Airbnb, so we're going to deep dive into that. Uh, Jorge, thanks for hopping on the show. Hey, appreciate the opportunity, Gabe. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Uh, I told you before we got on here, we like to start with stories. We like to hear how people got to where they are today. So why don't you take us to the beginning of your story? How'd you get started in real estate? Absolutely, man. So I started my first business when I was 20 and I was a professional dancer, was doing uh, really well, <laughs> nice. teaching uh, Latin dance all over the world, 25 countries plus. I created about eight streams of income from group classes, privates, choreographies, my partner and I would put on two of the largest uh, Latin dance festivals in Los Angeles every six oh, wow. months for about 12 years. We'd have 2,000 plus attendees. Really good business. I had some leverage, but not completely. But I always refer to that business as my job. So whenever I say, oh, when I got out of the rat race, that was like my rat race, right? Because mm -hmm. I ran the business like a job. And if I stop working, money stops coming in. And so, yeah, it got to the point where I was just overworked, wasn't taking care of my body, my health ended up herniated, herniated a disc in my mm -hmm. L5-S1. And then uh, on November 11th of 2012, I had a back surgery. Oof. And uh, the day before the back surgery, the surgeon said it would be a 50-50 chance I'd ever walk again. Oh, man. So at the time, obviously, I needed my body in order to make money. And I was like, man, how do I make money with my mind, with my brain, rather than my body? And I was like, I know I'm going to be fine. I know, I know I'm going to walk after this, but like, I just need to start thinking differently. And how do I, how do I make passive income? How do I make money without trading time for money? And that's really what led me down this path, man. It inspired me to, to just th think differently, right? I was like, I don't see myself living like this for the rest of my life, being in my forties one day where I'm at running these nightclubs and getting home at 4 a.m., and so, yeah, that led me down the path of real estate. I got purchased my first house in uh, 2012, did some house hacking, rented the rooms out to live for free. And then, uh, and uh, so I knew how to buy my first house, but I didn't know how to buy investment property. So then in 2015, I became a student at the Rich Dad Company. And uh, 18 months later, my, um, my net worth exceeded a million. I was already halfway there, but with what I learned within 18 months, my net worth increased by about half a million. And uh, next thing you know, I'm a millionaire by net worth by the time I'm 30. And now here we are. <laughs> <laughs> nice, man. I love it. And yeah, so often on this podcast, we talk about, you know, utilizing real estate as a tool that allows you to exit, you know, the rat race. But most people, they think of a W-2 income as being in the rat race. But if you're not running a business as a business, if you, you are the business, then that that itself can, can become its own jail. So it's awesome that you found real estate. I love real estate because it really is, you know, it, it gives you the opportunity to create a, a business that you can step away from. Um, it's so easy to do that if you have the right systems in place. So awesome to hear that. Really cool that you started in uh, in dance, by the way. I, I, I remember when I was in my 
early 20s, I took a bunch of um, salsa and tango classes, you know, because I wanted to meet girls and it was yeah. uh, it was a lot of fun. So so that I bet that was a, a fun business to start. It was. It was a great chapter in my life. <laughs> For sure. Uh, so you got started with Rich Dad Poor Dad Awesome 2015 is when you got started. So how did you go from that first house hack to you know where you are today? Now you're doing a whole bunch of short-term rentals. Sure. So part of my mentorship in Rich Dad included a three-day one-on-one mentor that flew in from Florida to California. And for eight hours a day for three consecutive days, we worked on my vision, my goals. She taught me a lot about various investing strategies. But the biggest mindset shift I had was thinking that all debt was bad. At the time, I was sending my mortgage payment. And in addition to it, I would send an additional two to 5000 a month to the principal. And I was on track to paying that house off in the first eight years. I would have been 32, house would have been paid off. And, and so I told my mentor, her name's Mary Jo. And I said, yeah, I'll pay this house off by the time I'm 32. She's like, yeah, but you'll still be stuck in a rat race. And I was like, oh, I was like, well, what am I supposed to do? She said, if you want to become, you know, create long-term wealth, she said, what you should do, and she broke down the numbers, how much I owed, 80% loan to value. She said, you can take out right now $160,000 tax-free utilizing a refinance cash out, and I want you to go and buy two properties. So that's what I did. I bought two single-family homes. I turned, I did some house hacking, so I did a split ADU uh, conversion on both of those units, so four units now. And uh, I lived in one. I airbnb the other, lived for free. The other house, I bought her for my mom. One unit she lived in. The other split unit I did with NAU, I put that on Airbnb and that covered that mortgage. And the previous house, I turned it into three units. So I went from having like one house to seven units like within months after the, the mentorship. Well, not within months, within, within those 18, 18 months. And then, um, yeah, fast forward in 2016, uh, one of my dance students introduced me to Airbnbs. She told me how she was making three and a half times more uh, with Airbnb than what she was making with long-term. So I'm like, what is this Airbnb thing? So in March of 2017, I launched my first four units, right? Uh, two of the first property and then the other two that I did some house hacking. And I went from making 1500 per unit with long-term tenants to 3500 So from 6 k to 14 k and that's when I realized I was out of the rat race. I'm like, man, I'm making enough profit every month that it covers all my living expenses. I don't really need this dance gig and I don't really want to do it anymore. I was kind of over it. I was ready for a new chapter. And that's how it began. And then, uh, you know, fast forward 2019, the goal was to retire my wife from her six-figure law enforcement career. We were uh, four months pregnant. And I didn't have the money to go and buy three properties. We calculated that we needed about three Airbnbs to replace her six-figure job. So that's when I learned about Airbnb arbitrage. Just got to pay the rent, the first month, the furniture, get permission and writing from the owner. And that's what we did. And then um, she never went back to work. (laughs) So now we do a combination of purchasing, subleasing, co-hosting. We're also doing some new developments now through like syndication structures, but the main thing for the last six years has been all short-term rentals. Very cool. Very cool. There's a lot to dive into there. Um, I think let's start. You've mentioned arbitrage. I want to go into that. Um, actually, let's start there because there is kind of an evolution when it comes to investing. You don't start or most people don't start 
at the very end buying 120 unit apartment complexes. They start at the beginning. They start with wholesaling. They start with single units. Um, so let's talk about the evolution of short term investing. Um, Absolutely. It starts as I as I understand it. I, you know, I don't do short term, but as I understand it, it starts with arbitrage. So go into that model. How does it work, and why is it good for new investors? Absolutely. So Airbnb arbitrage is the process of where you rent a property from a landlord and with their permission, you re-rent it as a short-term rental. It's almost, it's like becoming the bank, right? Like if I walk into the bank and I deposit 10,000 and they pay me like close to nothing. And then you go in there and borrow those 10,000 from the bank, which is really my money. They might charge you 10% for whatever, a car loan or a business loan, personal loan. And the bank is making the difference and you know, so it's the same way, right? We are essentially becoming a bank. We rent the property for say four thousand a month, and if we can make eight thousand a month on Airbnb, then the difference is our profit. You know, after we pay for cleaning, utilities, rent, things like that. So that's how that works. And uh, you know, a lot of people will say, "Well, Jorge, why wouldn't the landlord just do it themselves?" And I always give them the example, right? When you go to your favorite restaurant, barbershop, or or when ladies go to a nail salon. The people who own the business typically don't own the real estate and they never think to themselves, oh, I could make a lot of money with this restaurant. Maybe I should just start a restaurant, right? It's like, no, 95% of the population in the US are employees and therefore they have an employee mindset, which means they don't know how to hire, delegate, automate, build systems or SOPs. Like they don't know how to do that stuff. That's why they don't go into these intense operation, you know, uh, businesses. They just want mailbox money. Um, so that said, Airbnb arbitrage is a great way for beginner entrepreneurs, for beginner real estate investors who don't have the money to buy, but want to get started. And it's the fastest way to replace a nine to five, because if you're going to buy a property with 20% down as an investment to do short-term rentals with that same amount of money that you would buy one, you can arbitrage five and you can make you know 10K a month rather than 2K a month in profit. So I always tell people, my goal for everybody is to own as much real estate because that's where you get all the benefits. That's where you create long-term wealth. But again, most people don't have the capital to go and buy three properties to replace the nine to five. That's where subleasing comes in. Yep. And so when subleasing properties, um, you know, the, the most important thing is that you find a property in a good location. So how do you choose which properties, you know, if you want to do the arbitrage model how do you choose which ones to go after how do you start finding those uh those owners who may be interested in in subleasing their property absolutely gabe there's a website called air dna they extract all the data of the current active uh airbnbs in the market in any city in the world so i can go and put hey um i can plug in an address from seattle and let's say my rent or my mortgage payment is going to be four or five thousand a month but if on the rentalizer of AirDNA, I plug in the address and it says, oh, this property is projected to make 100000 over the next 12 months of gross revenue based on the performance of similar properties in bedrooms, bathrooms, square footage, amenities, and location, then I know it's a no-brainer, right? The goal is to be able to gross double whatever your rent or mortgage payment's going to be. Obviously, you still got to pay cleaning and utilities, so it's not all profit, but the goal is to generate $2,000 in profit from uh, each unit. And, uh, you know, we only go for like top-notch properties that have great amenities and strong primary markets. So obviously, they're always going to cost more in rent or to purchase, but we want to go for the ones that are going to, you know, make make the make the juice worth the squeeze. So that's the software that we use in order to determine if it makes sense. Nice. Air DNA. I love that. And I have heard of that before. Um, so when you do 
when you do the arbitrage, are you looking for a full, you know, single family yeah. uh, um, house or do you do room by room? Do you do apartment Absolutely. complexes? How does that yeah. work? My business model is I go for, for like three, two single family homes that have a pool, a jacuzzi, which I could always buy an above ground jacuzzi for like 4,000 bucks. And then Sounds like I, you're only talking about California here because you would not find that here in Washington. <laughs> there you go. Right. Yeah. So yeah, all my properties are here in California, but I have students like all over the US. And yeah. if it doesn't have a pool, then we'll usually buy a jacuzzi. We'll set up a game room. But typically, as long as we have a driveway where we could park the two vehicles that we want to have for each unit, we'll convert we'll use the garage as a game room. We'll get a pool mm-hmm. table, foosball table, like a large Jenga, a large Connect Four, a bunch of board games, Uno. Uh, to be able to create that staycation experience where people can have a good time in the home without necessarily having to go somewhere to book the Airbnb. So, and if you book it in these strong primary markets around the downtowns where there's, you know, year round conferences and concerts and things of that sort, then you'll also attract those people who want to book your property because they're going somewhere. But when they're not that, when when they're not at that event, they're going to, obviously they'll have a great time in the home. So that's typically like the business model. Very nice. And so you stick around major metros like uh, San sure. Francisco, Seattle. You don't go to the the tertiary yeah. markets. Yeah, exactly. We go to those primary markets. And we used to go to those secondary and tertiary. But uh, there's this area, not, not sure if you heard of Joshua Tree, California, but that that's a tertiary market, right? It's in a desert area. And I have this one property that we purchased and this whole, this entire year, it's been negative 4,000 to 5,000 a month. Ooh, man. That's yeah. Rough. Luckily, uh, somebody wants to live there. I don't know who, and some we're in escrow right now. Someone's buying a cash. So we're like, man, Christmas came. <laughs> but that's yeah. what happens when you like right now that we're in a recession, these tertiary markets, almost all the properties are like struggling. Mm. Secondary markets, it really depends. Some are making money and some very little. The ones in primary markets are still doing really well right now. So I recommend for anybody watching for 2023, for sure, only stick to these primary markets, strong markets where there's year-round activity. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so arbitrage, that's a good way to get into it. What is the second phase? Once people have done arbitrage, they have a little bit of a cushion when it comes to the bank. Um, what's the next step? Yeah. You know, most people, their goal when they get into Airbnb is to replace your nine to five. So once you do that with, you know, three Airbnbs, the next phase is like, okay, now I'm out of the rat race. I got, you know, a couple thousand or, you know, four, five, six K coming in a profit every month, covering your monthly living expenses. Now the goal should be to start creating long-term wealth, right? When you own the real estate, of course, you get the cash flow, appreciation, depreciation, mortgage paid down in taxes. And one of my favorite things about owning real estate is the cost segregation. So for 2021 taxes, which you know I did last year, I not only paid $0 on my federal, I ended up getting a refund because of the amount of real estate that I own. So obviously I still love the cash flow, but one of the biggest things I look for is cost segregation and appreciation. Um, so that that would be like the next phase is start creating long-term wealth, right? Truly creating a, a legacy, something that you could pass on to, you know, to your family. I mean, I'm sure you could pass on the subleases, but who knows if you have them that long, but if you own them, <laughs> then you'll, you'll definitely want to keep them and pass them down uh, generation to generation. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. Um, so do you, I mean, I know you, you do a lot of coaching in this space. You try to help other people do what you've been a lot of, ha- seen a lot of success with. 
Um, I know Airbnbs work very well with markets like Seattle, San Francisco, where price points are high, rent is high, um, and there's just not as much inventory when it comes to you know, Airbnbs. How about in markets like Indianapolis, like uh, St. Louis, um, you know, middle, middle America, rents are very low. Does it still work there or is it really only the high price point markets that it works? Yeah, well? I'll be honest. Personally, I haven't looked into those markets myself because I especially, you know, when I started in 2017, um, I launched a few units that I already own. It kind of just happened that way. And then once I started, you know, creating more success with Airbnbs and I started having more capital, I'm like, all right, I want to go for the top notch properties that are going to make, you know, 3K or 4K a month. But those properties take 25 to like 35K to launch, you know, with a sublease because these are great properties, high end furniture, design, decor, all that stuff. Um, I would I would check AirDNA, but my guess would be uh, that you could still make money, but I don't think you're going to be able to pull in those big numbers. Like I'm sure you can make more than $200 a door, maybe 500, 800, but I don't think it's going to make a killing. Like some of these really strong, uh, other strong markets. I just don't see the demand, right? Like who's going to the Midwest for like conferences or concerts or events or weddings. Like I'm sure they happen, but you know, you always hear these big events in, in the, in the big cities, right? Like the Seattle's and the Bay areas, Los Angeles, San Diego, Miami. So that's where I like to operate. Yeah, that makes sense. I was I was asking because I'm thinking of people who live in the mid middle America. Um, would you recommend that person to do to launch this business remotely in a coastal city, or um, is it generally? Do you generally suggest people stay within their own the own the metro that they live in? That's a great question. If the numbers make sense in their backyard, then definitely in their backyard. But if you know if they're looking at properties in their backyard that are going to make, you know, 800 in cash flow, or they could take their capital and go somewhere where they can make 2000. And, you know, we show them how to launch in a different state or in a different city uh, and how to build a team and how to create, you know, build that boots on the ground and all that. So yeah, we always want to make sure they maximize their profit. So we go wherever the money is. Makes sense. All right, man. I just took a peek at the clock. It looks like we've run it down. So it's time to jump into the quick question round. Are you ready? ready let's do it starts with books or any form of education give me two recommendations one for general life wisdom one for real estate specific all right real estate specific i would definitely go with uh rich dad poor dad i love that book and um and the one thing if i could add uh another one the one thing is a great book uh life wisdom i would say uh the four agreements is a is a really good life book for sure four agreements that was one of my favorite um kind of like self-help type of books uh back in the day it's it's yeah it's another classic and and the alchemist (laughs) oh man you're speaking my language i love it yeah moving on to the next question this is for your younger self so let's go back to the jorge who was still working in his dance business go to him look him in the eye give him one piece of advice moving forward i would say jorge you are going to be rich so go and do it as quickly as possible so that you can enjoy it for as long as possible with the people you love. Man, I love that. So many people on this podcast, they their advice is to they wish they started early, earlier. Um, I feel like that kind of echoes that same st- sentiment. So if you guys are out there, you're thinking about getting into real estate, just <coughs> do it. Pull the trigger. Uh, check out Jorge's website if you're interested in arbitrage or you can do any of the other asset class we talk about here. But just don't waste time. Get out there. Get it done. 
yes. moves us to the next question. And this is about your business. Um, the, the people who work with us are how the, our businesses grow. So what are the first three positions you hired for? And would you do it differently if you started today? First position I hired was a virtual assistant in Mexico. Then I hired a social media manager in the Philippines. And then I brought in a salesperson to take over like the enrollment calls. Um, and yeah, I feel like that, that was actually the perfect way to do it. I feel like you're a VA that could do general stuff. And then social media is kind of like the first two hires that you need to start, you know, delegating those necessary, but tedious and lower income activities. Yeah. Yeah. VA. I feel like everybody says they started with a VA and I think that is the right thing to do because man, it's amazing how much stuff they can take off your plate and it's really not that expensive. So if you guys are out there, you haven't got a VA yet, get it done. Go get one hired. Yeah. Check um, out uh, upwork.com. You can hire VAs anywhere in the world. Pretty awesome site. Yep. Uh, next question is about the metros, about the US. It's a big place. There's a lot of opportunity out there. What is the metro you're most excited about investing in today? Some people might, might be surprised, especially in the commercial space, but we got two developments that are syndications in LA, like in the mid-city area. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited about doing these developments. And we're doing them specifically uh, in LA because my partner, he knows you know the cities and everything like the back of his hand. He used to work for some really large firms. And while he worked there as a W-2 employee, he did about $1.6 billion in development. Uh, charter schools, apartments, like all kinds of stuff. And so he quit his job and now we're doing it for ourselves. So we have a four unit and a six unit. Uh, the four unit, we already closed. We already raised all the equity. The six unit, uh, we opened escrow a couple of days ago. We're about to start raising the equity tomorrow on the webinar. But yeah, I'm really excited about doing uh, these developments. Very cool, man. Congratulations. Yeah, that is which, exciting. Thanks. Yeah. And that's going to be, you know, depending on the, because uh, obviously these are a couple year projects. So what, depending on what the regulation is when we're done, we'll determine how many are short-term versus midterm versus long-term units. Yeah. And that is the thing about uh, short-term rentals is that the laws change so often. Yeah, so absolutely. that makes sense. Um, okay. Moving us on to the next question. And this is about finding deals. Uh, every real estate uh, transaction starts with actually finding the deal. So what is your favorite way to find good deals? Zillow. <laughs> Zillow. All right. Zillow. You're the first person to say that surprisingly. Yeah. Zillow. Cause that's where all the properties are available for rent, uh, ah, yep. for the subleasing side, right. On the purchasing side, man, it's everything we've found like these two developments. Actually, I found them on, on Redfin, but they were on the market and a lot of people maybe weren't thinking about you know, the strategy that we specifically went with. So I think that maybe gave us an edge. Uh, we've also bought some deals from wholesalers um, off market directly from sellers as well. But yeah, it's a little bit of all. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah. And I like that you said Zillow because um, nobody said that because nobody's come on and talked about arbitrage. So if you guys are out there and you want to do arbitrage, just check out Zillow. That's where really you're just renting a property and then re-renting it after that. So um Glad you said that. I'm going to move, move us on to the next question. And this is about mentors. None of us are islands. We all stand on the shoulders of giants. So who is one mentor who has contributed significantly to your career today? I would say Tony Robbins has made a huge difference in my life. I still have a, a board that I created here. Let me pull it up real quick. I went to his, uh, I went to his uh, business mastery in August of 2017. Oh, very cool. Wow, nice. Board. 
like all the biggest take takeaways and it's almost six years ago, but some of these things are just now applicable. So Tony Robbins, definitely uh, up there for me on the list. I love it, man. All right. And that uh, brings us to the second to last question. This is about your own Superman strength. We are all gifted with strengths that we uniquely provide this world. What is your Superman strength? My Superman strength is be, being able to identify opportunities and being a visionary, looking into the future, and uh, yeah, just and and my mindset, just knowing that one hundred percent is possible one hundred percent of the time. Cool, man, love it. That brings us to the last question, and this is for the listeners. I'm sure people out there who are interested in the arbitrage model would love to get in contact with you and uh, learn a little bit more about that. Where can they find you and uh, what's the best way for them to reach out? Instagram and my handle is at the Jorge Contreras. All right. And that is uh, the Jorge, J-O-R-G-E Contreras, C-O-N-T-R-E-R-A-S. I'm really sorry for uh, yeah, the horrible good. accent there. but <laughs> yeah, And make sure there's a the at the beginning, T-H-E. And there is a bunch of fake accounts. So I think I have about like 147,000 followers. So just make sure it's that one. And just know that once you follow it, there's going to be a bunch of fake accounts that follow you because we're still working on that verification. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I will put that link in the show notes. So if you guys want to reach out to Jorge, just click a little more in the description. It'll pull down the full description. And in there, you can find Jorge's URLs. All right, man, that wraps it up. Thank you very much for hopping on the show. Thank you, man. Have a great one. Be in touch. Uh, absolutely. For everybody who's here with us today, thank you for hopping on the show today. You are the reason we do this. So if you guys have any questions whatsoever, reach out to me, Gabe, at the real estate investing club.com. Other than that, if you guys want to support the show, give us a like, subscribe, all that jazz. And I hope you guys have an absolutely fantastic week. Keep rocking real estate and we'll see you on the next episode. All right. Before I officially sign off, I have a quick announcement to make. If you're interested in becoming a passive investor in one of my deals, my own company, Kaizen Properties, is looking for capital partners for our upcoming projects. We invest in what are known as recession-resistant assets, mainly self-storage facilities, mobile home and RV parks, and industrial properties. If you're interested in investing and would like to learn a little bit more about my company, our investing criteria, and some of the previous projects we've done, Go to the Real Estate Investing Club podcast at therealestateinvestingclub.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page. Click on the Invest With Us button. That'll pop up the investor form. Fill that out and we will reach back out to you as soon as we can. Or if you prefer a little bit more of a personal touch, you can reach out to me at gabe at therealestateinvestingclub.com. So really, that is it. Again, it was a pleasure hanging out with you guys during this episode, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.